Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Howdy! Thanks for joining us. Good to see you. Settle in. Got a lot to get through. Do you think if I say aloha, I'll have to pay James some kind of reparation? Some kind of credit? Aloha! Aloha! Hey, you go, mate. Thanks for joining us. We're going to have some fun. Got some fun. It is sexy time. Sexy time. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sexy Wednesday. Hump day. It's hump day, ladies and gentlemen. So the show is appropriately titled Sexy Time in honor of hump day. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you've had a lovely day. I certainly have. I've got plenty to go through, plenty going on. I don't know how long this sexy time is going to last today. For me, normally around 120 to 145 seconds. That just about does me. Any more than that, uh, you know, I risk leaving my partner at the time with a severe bout of depression and or extreme disappointment. <laughs> Are you still going? Are we still doing this? Are we still doing this? Sexy time it is. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button in your preferred podcast player. And of course, I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Question in the chat uh, Are you using restream.io? Yes, I am. Yes, I am, unfortunately. So I, I know there's some kind of issue with chat relay and this kind of thing with restream.io. So. Um, you know, but it doesn't it doesn't affect most people. It only appears to affect one or two people. So, sorry, <laughs> I don't know what I can do about it. I don't know how I can fix it. I've tried doing some things. Some things work. Some things don't. So, unfortunately, I'm just going to have to struggle through until somebody comes up with an update or some kind of solution. So, before we get into our sexy time, a little bit of foreplay, if you will. Hang on, I've got, I've actually got somebody knocking on the door, so just give me one second. I know this is highly unusual, but I'll be right back. Wasn't that fun for everyone? <laughs> How did you pass the time? How did you pass the time? Just as we were about to get into foreplay too. How disappointing. How very, very disappointing. All right, so let's rock and roll with a bit of foreplay. Let me throw this up. I don't know if anybody heard this story. Overnight, Jeremy Corbyn, do you know who he is? He is the socialist opposition leader in the United Kingdom, the man who would be prime minister if Theresa May loses the next election, leader of the Labour Party. This news broke over the last few hours. British soldiers use picture of Jeremy Corbyn as target practice in Afghanistan. <laughs> oh, no. The British Army has launched an investigation after an unacceptable video circulated appearing to show soldiers using an image of opposition leader Jeremy Corbyn for target practice. The video, which the Ministry of Defence is treating as legitimate, was filmed on Snapchat before being shared across social media. 
just just out of interest. Uh, we have been talking on this show over the last couple of weeks about, you know, depictions of violence, say but depictions of hate. Governments around the world want to limit the ability for these kinds of materials to float around in the ether in cyberspace. We've heard a lot about this recently. Um, but when something like this comes to light, well, this this if the government had its way, then these kinds of videos would never be seen. There would be no investigation. Nobody would ever know that British soldiers were using the opposition leader for target practice in Afghanistan. And now wouldn't wouldn't that be a sad state of affairs to not know? Ah, oh, oh well, I guess we better ban it. I guess we better ban all of the live streaming and all of the video posting just in case because you never know. Let's have a little look at the video here. The irony here is if they put up an image of somebody, say, in the Taliban or an ISIS fighter or something like that, that would also be criticised? No, you're only... When you're in the army, you're supposed to have no sense of humour whatsoever and you're only supposed to shoot paper targets unless we instruct you to shoot real-life humans. It's just paper targets. With no faces on them whatsoever. I just... (laughs) So, you know, of course, there's a big outrage. Outrage. A spokesman for the British Army has said the behaviour was, quote, unacceptable and an inquiry has been launched. An inquiry. I hope there's a crackdown. I hope there's a task force deployed. We are aware of a video circulating on social media, the spokesman said in a statement to ABC News. Good job. Got to be aware. We have confidence in the MOD to investigate and act on this incident. Conservative MP Tom Tudgenhat who served as a lieutenant colonel in the army during tours of Iraq and Afghanistan, labelled the video as disgraceful. There you have it. Using Jeremy Corbyn as target practice. Perhaps just a little bit of context might be apt. Remember, these are British soldiers in Afghanistan. Jeremy Corbyn said Brits with support for ISIS should not be prosecuted (laughs) and voted against stripping returning fighters of their citizenship. The then backbencher said MPs should not make value judgments about those fighting in Syria. He's talking about ISIS fighters. Jeremy Corbyn and his top team voted against stripping ISIS fighters of their citizenship and opposed new laws that would make judgments on those returning to Britain. We can't judge anybody who's fighting overseas. We can't judge anyone who's fighting overseas. That would be ridiculous. How dare we? How awful? How bigoted? In 2014, the then backbencher said those who show their support for the terror group should not be prosecuted because expressing a political viewpoint is not a crime. Well, apparently it is. British soldiers use target picture of Jeremy Corbyn as target practice in Afghanistan. Oh, we've got to investigate this. We absolutely must make judgments about these soldiers putting their lives on the line for the crown in far-flung desert shitholes because they put somebody's picture on a target range. We absolutely, we must judge these people. We must judge them immediately. I demand an investigation. 
Jeremy, what about the ISIS fighters returning to Britain? Should we investigate them? No, that's wrong. Expressing a political viewpoint is not a crime. <laughs> we, we, we can't judge returning ISIS fighters. We can only judge our own soldiers. <laughs> because it's disgraceful and unacceptable behaviour. There you go. The slow-moving car wreck that is the British government continues continues to wrap itself around the telegraph pole of rationality and common sense. All right, sexy time. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Sexy time. It's not just Joe Biden, by the way. I do have this very strange video about a brothel, which you'll be pleased to know. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. If you can hear a bit of noise, I've got some tradies here who are currently drilling holes in my roof, if you can hear that noise in the background. Hopefully you can't. Hopefully it's not too loud, but we'll see how we go. So Joe Biden put this message out on social media today, on Twitter. The PR campaign, ladies and gentlemen. We've been watching, haven't we, the last couple of days on CNN and MSNBC. The amount of the apology tour on Joe Biden's behalf. Well, he's just an old guy. He's going to have to get used to the new rules. You know, there's new rules about what's socially appropriate and what isn't. And Joe just is he's gonna have to he's gonna have to work harder to understand women. Folks, in the coming month I expect to be talking to you about a whole lot of issues, and I'll always be direct with you. But today I want to talk about just as a support and encouragement that I've made to women and some men that have made uh. them uncomfortable. And I've always tried to be uh, in my career, I've always tried to make a human connection. That's my responsibility. <laughs> I, I haven't watched this yet. You know, in my career, I've always tried to make a human connection. Joe, dogs smell each other's hair. Humans don't. Humans don't generally do that. I love the little quote here that they cho that Joe put with it. Social norms are changing. I understand that. And what and I've heard what these women are saying. I've heard what they're saying. I'm not admitting I did anything wrong, though. I just I hear you. I hear you. But I want to redirect you into another argument where I'm the good guy. Is this a new video? Yeah, yeah, it just came out today. Social norms are changing. Can anybody uh, point me to a time in society when uh, it was socially normal for, you know, old men to stroke the hair of children, smell them, and whisper sweet nothings into their ear? Can anybody explain that to me? When, when was that socially normal? Because I've been racking my brain. When when was that normal to go up and sniff a stranger's hair? Can anybody tell that? Can anybody explain that to me when that was normal? Social norms are changing, says Joe Biden. He's doing a Bob Dylan. Other times they are changing. Hug people. I, I grab men and women by the shoulders and say, you can do this. And... And uh, whether they're women, men, young, old, it's, it's the way I've always been. It's the way I've tried to show I care about them and I'm listening. <laughs> it, it sounds like, he sounds like a football coach. You know, whether I'm dealing with young men or women, I like to grab them by the shoulders and say, you know, you can do this. You can do this. <laughs> it's the way I've always been with people. I didn't know there was anything wrong with that. 
I guess it's all in the delivery, isn't it? Because if a, if a football coach comes up to you, grabs you by the shoulders and says, you can do this, that's one thing. But if the football coach comes up from behind you when you don't know that he's there, grabs you by the shoulders, puts his nose to your hair, goes, oh, yeah, and then whispers in your ear, come on, don't worry about other people. You can do this. Then it's kind of a little bit fucking creepy, wouldn't you say, Joe? A little different. See the way he's presenting it, though? Oh, I've always grabbed people by the shoulders to give them encouragement, empowerment. I'm a great guy like that. And over the years, knowing what I've been through, the things that I've faced, I've found... Oh, I've been a victim scores, too. ...if not hundreds of people have come up to me. Hundreds. out for solace and comfort. Something, something, <laughs> anything that may help them get through the tragedy they're going through. And- <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? People have... See, again, like all of this is carefully scripted. All of this is very carefully scripted. Well, you know, so hundreds of people have reached out to me when they're going through a tragedy. And, you know, I understand what they're going through. What the fuck? The, the Democrat politician who came out a few days ago and said it was creepy when Joe came up behind me, sniffed my hair and kissed me on the head. What what was the fucking tragedy here besides being in the in the Democrat party? I don't I don't know. Was there any other tragedy that was going on in this girl's life at the time that he felt the need to, you know, show his affection and empower her with some shoulder grab. (laughs) It's the fucking audacity of this man. It's incredible. But you should see the comments under this tweet. (laughs) Joe, Jack Posobiec at the top. I'm just here for the ratio. The Krasensteins, look at this. Thank you for taking responsibility and thank you for explaining your side of things. We love you, Joe Biden. Thank you, Joe. How often have we heard a sincere apology from someone who acknowledges he is the one who must modify his behaviour, not others? He is a kind, caring man. A gentleman. I told you they wouldn't give a fuck. I told you they wouldn't care. This is very good. I bet his poll numbers go up. Jennifer Rubin. This is very good. (laughs) Me too, Joe Biden. You're a gentleman. Bernie's people sound acting scared. Now do Anita Hill, somebody wrote. Was he supposed to apologise? I mean, the women said it wasn't sexual harassment, but that it did make them feel uncomfortable. He's acknowledging he's a touchy-feely person and needs to be mindful. I don't think this qualifies as a Me Too thing. They don't care. They could not care less. The people in the tank for Joe. Folks, in the coming month, I expect to be talking to her. And so it's just who I am. It's just and who I, I am. I thought of politics as cold and antiseptic. I, I've always thought it about connecting with people. <laughs> I've always thought of politics as connecting with people, connecting my nose to the sweet smell of their freshly washed hair. Ah, oh, yeah, that's the stuff. That's the good shit right there. Hello, beautiful. Hey. Can I get a photo with your daughter? Is that cool, bro? Is that okay? Mind if I get a photo alone with your daughter? Well, I just I just believe in reaching out to people who are going through tragedy. I wonder if he reaches out to them after the years of therapy that they have after meeting Joe Biden. That would be nice. 
I like to reach out to people who are going through a tragedy. Well, here are all the young girls who are now going through therapy thanks to meeting Joe Biden. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Joe Biden. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. Like I said, the audacity of these people. They could not care less. Somebody, though, Slate, which is not an establishment rag, but further to the left. So Slate's obviously in the tank for uh, Bernie Sanders. You know, Slate Slate does the job of propping up Bernie Sanders, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, but a broken clock is right twice a day. Joe Biden's defence doesn't work in 2019. In recent days, two women have told two stories about Joe Biden with strikingly similar details. Former Nevada Assemblywoman Lucy Flores wrote in the cut that the then vice president had grasped her shoulders, nuzzled her hair, <laughs> nuzzled. <laughs> like an animal, like a puppy. And then planted a big slow kiss on the back of her head while the two politicians were waiting in the wings of a 2014 campaign rally stage. Two days later, Stephanie Carter, wife of Obama-era Defence Secretary Ash Carter, published a piece disputing the widespread notion that a viral video, a viral photo of Biden grasping her shoulders and nuzzling her hair during her husband's 2015 swearing-in depicted a violation of personal space. I absolutely support her right to speak her truth, Carter wrote of Flores. She should be, like all women believed, but her story is not mine. The Joe Biden in my picture is a close friend helping someone get through a big day for which I will always be grateful. But Biden's alleged actions had completely different effects on the women. Flores wrote that the incident left her mortified, uneasy and powerless and gross. She characterised his touching as demeaning and disrespectful, leading to feelings of anger and resentment that grew over time. Carter, in contrast, found Biden's touch soothing and kind, even generous. He was so generous with his touch. Thank you very much. Yes, nuzzled. <laughs> the subjectivity of harassment has been at the heart of many disagreements about the transformative potential of the Me Too movement. Me Too skeptics worried that discouraging men from harassing women could scare them off completely or make a every romantic interaction stilted, precluding most consensual flirtation and sexual advances. Me Too supporters contended that the line between appropriate and inappropriate, uh, inappropriate behaviour, especially workplace behaviour, is clearer than harassment apologists make it out to be. But to give Biden a pass for extrapolating one woman's comfort onto every other woman is to ascribe to him all the social intelligence of a tree stump. Biden is a career politician and an extraordinarily charismatic one at that. His life's work has been built on his ability to read individual people, gain their trust, make them feel comfortable, and modulate his emotions to mirror theirs. Even those of us with a less pre-natural uh, pre knack for schmoozing would be surely able to guess that a new acquaintance, a young woman trying to earn political power with an imminent speech, might not appreciate an unsolicited back-of-the-head kiss. Biden has also spent the past several years alternately denying and apologising for his role in failing Anita Hill during Clarence Thomas's Supreme Court confirmation in 91, an event widely credited as a turning point for American awareness of sexual harassment. 
In a lukewarm statement of, of support for Biden on Tuesday, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said he has to understand in the world that we're now in that people's space is important to them and that's, how, and that's what's important. And what's important is how they receive it and not necessarily how you intended it. Here she gives Biden the out that so many men spotlighted by the Me Too movement have taken. Low-level harassment and gendered invasions of personal space were fine a few decades ago, so we can't expect older men to respect women's bodies to the extent required by current expectations. In this narrative, men of a certain age are like rickety gas-guzzling cars that don't meet today's fuel efficiency standards. Sure, they wouldn't be acceptable as newly manufactured models, but they can't change now, so reasonable people should grandfather them in. There you go. Slate, ladies and gentlemen, not happy. Get rid of Uncle Joe. Get rid of Grabby Jojo. Because he can't be around for the Me Too movement. And, you know, it's the way that sexual norms have changed, you know, smelling a woman on the hair is totally unacceptable now. Whereas once upon a time, it was quite common for men like Joe to just walk up, grope, have a sniff of somebody's hair. Apparently, apparently that's what I gleaned from Joe's tweet anyway. The social norms are a-changing. Fantastic analogy, isn't it? Kimmy Jong-un. Nancy is now a therapist too, correct? <laughs> so the times, they are a-changing. So old grabby Joe, he's going to run for president. The people will still love him. They couldn't care less, the Democrat. Well, the, the Democrat supporters of Joe Biden. And I think it would be absolutely wonderful to have Joe Biden versus Donald Trump in two years' time for the presidency. You've got one man who talks about grabbing women on the pussy and another guy who actually does grab women everywhere else and smells their hair when they're not looking. Won't it be fantastic? Here's a strange one for you. I came across this video today in my travels. The first openly married couple to work at a legal brothel. Let's check it out. There's so many stigmas around sex work. Everyone has these preconceived notions about it. And I never thought sex work would be the thing that made us so confident and strengthened our relationship and made us feel dignified. Sex work made us feel dignified. It's interesting. Going from making so little and working so much to working so little and making so much, it was just like, this is amazing. I, don't, I couldn't imagine doing anything else, and I still can't. I love getting so much money. Woo, baby. I love the money. Show me the money. I mean, I used to work really hard until I let strangers fuck me. And then I didn't have to work hard at all. I was getting so much money. It was amazing. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not somebody who thinks, you know, prostitution should be illegal or anything like that. I, I You know, good, good luck to them. If they want to make money getting fucked, then so be it. Like, I don't have a problem with that. That's their choice. It's, you know, it's their life. They can do whatever the hell they want with it. But, you know... People often, people often worry about like in small business and stuff. Just say if a husband and wife team run a small business, what it would be like going to work with your significant other every single day. <laughs> what if you could hear your significant other getting banged <laughs> in the next room every single day? <laughs> no tension, no tension. It actually brought us closer together. 
My name is Kaden Blake. I'm Violet Fox. We are the first openly married couple to work at a brothel. Openly married. We're openly married. <laughs> <laughs> sex workers. So we're at Sherry's Ranch, which is a uh, legal brothel in Nevada. It is in Nye County, kind of in the middle of the desert. There's some very beautiful mountain ranges. It's actually really beautiful scenery if you can get over there. It's beautiful. Look at all that sand. <laughs> Look at all that sand and mountains and shit. I'm sure people are going there for the scenery. nothingness yeah <laughs> you know you know when i first arrived here at the ranch i didn't really like the idea of giving strange obese men oral sex for money but then i looked out the window and i saw the beautiful mountain ranges and i thought i absolutely must this is the place for me because <laughs> i was you know i came for the cash but i stayed for the landscape we spend about two weeks here every month. We can stay here for one to three weeks at a time. And then they ask that we go home, see our family, friends, pets, stuff like that. We like to go see our cats. Typically, our home life looks like... Who knew, who, who knew that they had cats, this couple? Who knew that they were a cat family? Hands up. Who suspected, who suspected a house full of cats? Like Netflix and cats. Netflix and cats. Netflix and we cats. We work out a lot. Um, we play with cats way too much. Um, I kind of feel like we would get a lot done if we didn't have so many damn cats. Yeah. Four cats. Four cats. A house full of cats. <laughs> so we have been together for almost eight years. I love it when people say, you shouldn't stereotype people, you know. You shouldn't stereotype people. Couple of lesbianic sex workers married, working in a brothel, have a house full of cats. What a fucking surprise. What a shock. I'm shocked. I had no idea this this plot twist was coming. Uh, married for about two. Um, our wedding anniversary is actually this January. Mm. Um, we met Lovely. through a mutual friend. No one really thought we would stay together. Uh, we were kind of polar opposites. And um, <laughs> we, still are. Yeah. we had nothing in common. We had absolutely nothing in common. Besides the fact we worked, we both worked in brothels. <laughs> <laughs> this is boss's room. My, I do not have my room yet, so that's my room at the this moment. This is Caden's room. <laughs> so I have a bunch of stuff in here. I just redecorated. So nice, isn't it? So nice. This is my closet slash pantry. I have a lot of bags of stuff. So this is like panties. For men to wear. <laughs> Someone in the chat said, Jesus, it's like Sodom and Gomorrah. Jesus is actually in the chat. If you, see, if you see, Jesus is in the chat room. So please address all of your moral concerns to Jesus, who is in the chat, and I'm sure would be happy to help you with any kind of guidance, uh, you know, forgiveness, what have you. People think that working as a couple in the sex industry will create some sort of jealousy because of clients. That's not really an issue that we run into because it's... Imagine being married. Imagine you both work in a brothel and, you know, imagine the arguments and be like, well, I saw 15 clients today and you only saw 12, so obviously I'm hotter. They like me more, you know. Shut up, you're such a whore. 
it's very much understood, like where our boundaries are, what is and is not okay, and not even just with each other, with other ladies, with clients, with everyone. So then that in turn makes it easy for us to communicate with each other. Well, there's, there's physical boundaries, obviously. And then there's the emotional boundaries that you need to set with emotional clients. Yes. Be like, don't invade my personal life and, you know, this or that. Oh, Joe, Joe's, Joe's got no chance then. What a strange world we live in. You can be married to your partner, both work in a brothel. You'll take money to have men insert their penis into whichever hole they wish. But it's like, but don't ask me any questions about my personal life. <laughs> That's invading my space. <laughs> it's just strange. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. I get it, but I don't get it. Because ultimately, like, this is professional. We have, like, certain things. It's professional. Show us your, where's your suitcase, mate? That we kind of like to keep to ourselves. So there are certain things that we'll only do with each other that we don't uh, extend to other people because it's, it's something that's just, it's special to us. Right. I have, like, bags and bags and bags of fetish gear. <laughs> do you want to assist me? Because I don't know what that is. There's a bunch of different stuff in here. So you've got um, cups. And then I have like a couple different collars. Oh, this is a leash. Very slow news day. Is it? Yeah, this okay. here's collar. Um, so this is a ball stretcher. A ball stretcher. So this, <laughs> so this goes around the top of the ball sack, and then the balls go here, and this is like a. It's a weighted. It's a pretty heavy weight. Yeah. That one's my favorite. I, I just love. I love seeing a couple in love sharing things about their job. Honey, what did you do at work today? How was your day, dear? <laughs> Great. I got to try out the new ball stretcher I've had my eye on. Oh, wonderful. Yes. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's bizarre stuff. Keeping on the theme of love, uh, Rob Dew, who works at InfoWars or NewsWars, NewsWars, which is part of InfoWars, he tweeted this out earlier. I did not realize there was a proper way to beat your wife. Thanks, Twitter, for allowing this instructional video. Just remember, Alex Jones is not allowed on social media, but this is. Let's have a little look. Dear viewers, many people, especially people who are married, would like to know how to beat one's wife. Oh, please. How does a husband beat his wife? He gives her a disciplinary beating out of love. He loves her. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Honey! Honey, would you come in here for a moment? Would you come in here for a second, please? <laughs> I want to show you this video. <laughs> i got an idea. Let's watch the married couple at the brothel first and then the instructional video on how to beat your wife out of love. He gives her a disciplinary beating out of love. The beating should be light and must make the wife feel her femininity and her husband's masculinity. Now, let's see how Islam teaches you how to beat your wife. Okay, the husband must make his wife feel his strength. Why aren't you listening to me? How many times do I have to tell you? How many times do I have to tell you so you'll listen? Didn't I tell you to leave the house without my permission? You see how? A little bit of a rebuke. Obviously, she's starting to talk back, obviously. I told you, this guy's obviously spent a lot of time in the West. Obviously, she starts to talk back at this point. Well, he knows. He gets it. 
See, this is how the beating is done, apparently. I told you not to leave the house. The beating is light, brothers. Just a little light. Just a little tap on the shoulder. It's, it's almost Biden-esque. This is beating. Oh, well done. Nothing too violent there. I think everybody can support that. We are in favor of diversity and learning. So there's your cultural learnings for the day. Brazilian identical twins both ordered to pay maintenance. <laughs> a judge in Brazil has ordered identical twin brothers to pay maintenance to a child whose paternity could not be established. The men refused to say which one of them had fathered the child, assuming they would then be able to escape without having to pay. A, DNS, a DNA test proved inconclusive because of their identical twin status. How many years have they been pushing this, this gig? How many years have they been getting laid off each other's hard work, I wonder? Sharing. And then drink some urine, Salvatore. <laughs> exactly. The judge said the two men were taking away from the young girl the right to know who her biological father was. Each man will have to pay the equivalent of $60 a month or 30% of the minimum salary in Brazil as maintenance. This means the girl will get twice as much as other children from the same economic background in Brazil. Well, that's not right. Shouldn't they pay half each? Shouldn't they pay half each? Why should she get twice as much? It's like there's, there's going to be other babies who don't know who their daddy is. There's not going to be very many babies who don't know who their daddy is, but can narrow it down to one of, you know, a, one of the identical twins and get the cash for it. I don't know if I'm in favor of that. Piper Ohio said, that's it. That's it. It's all you get. It's all you get, baby. The twins' names have not been disclosed for legal reasons. They were referred to in court as Fernando and Fabrizio. One of them is acting in bad faith in order to hide the fact that he is the father. <laughs> it's like the two doors on Labyrinth, you know? One always tells a lie and one always tells the truth. So the one who got the girl pregnant will be saying, it wasn't me, it was my brother. And the brother who didn't get the girl pregnant will be saying, it wasn't me, it was my brother. It'll be like a circus act. Which one's telling the truth and which one's telling a lie? One of them is, uh, the judge said the twins had used their resemblance to impersonate each other and date as many women as possible and then defend themselves from allegations they were cheating on their girlfriends. Bravo. Bravo. Comment in the chat. They want to play stupid, then they pay. Yeah, fair enough, I guess. I don't know how stupid it is. Pretty damn sexy. You can now visit a 5D porn cinema in Amsterdam complete with bouncing chairs. With air, water and wind jets and chairs that move, this, one, this is one cinema trip you won't be forgetting in a hurry. <laughs> what the fuck is going on in Holland? I guess you better make the most of this, my Dutch comrades, because how long this kind of you know sexual liberation is going to last with your current rate of immigration... I think you all better jump on Rob Jew's timeline and learn the how to beat your wife appropriately video. Get that down, Pat. In between learning how to beat your wife appropriately, uh, you can sneak into the 5D porn cinema and make the most of it. People travel from far and wide to pay a visit to the Anne Frank House or the Van Gogh Museum, as well as the streets lined with sex shops and brothels. 
But there's a new experience for visitors to enjoy, and it's unlike anything you've seen. A 5D porn cinema has opened in the city, offering porn fans a unique way to watch X-rated movies. And the girls seem to be enjoying themselves there. The bizarre attraction features bouncing chairs as well as air, wind and water jets to help stimulate all five senses, offering viewers a totally immersive experience. But despite the smut that will be screened, the owner, Natalie, claims the picture house is a suitable place to spend an evening with your loved ones, and she describes it as being a bit like an amusement park. It's funny because in Amsterdam, even the Dutch people have an interest in breaking free from the norm. Come with your wife, have a laugh, try something different. The thing I find amazing about this is like 5D porn cinema. Like, why is it even necessary? I've been to Amsterdam <coughs> for the for the money. <coughs> I think for something for like the equivalent of, say, like maybe 30 bucks American, even less, maybe. I don't know. Depends on where you go. But you can pay like thirty dollars American and watch live sex shows. You can you can sit in the front row and watch two real life human beings having sex right in front of you, and you sit there with a beer and popcorn and eat it. And at the end of the show, everyone gives them a round of applause, and the two the, the two actors get up, they take a bow, <laughs> and they walk off stage. <laughs> it's quite surreal. You'll find yourself commentating. Yeah, he he really should have come in from a different angle there. I feel like this is a this guy's a bit of an amateur. He doesn't really know what he's doing. So a five D porn cinema. I'm like, why why would you need this in Amsterdam? It's all it's already debauched enough, surely. She goes on to claim the, that the experience will leave you feeling energized. Here we go, porno in five D. Let's have a look. Now we're gonna do it all over Yeah, I have a sin in you. Ja, dat komt wel goed. Ik voel het. <laughs> Jouw werk zit erop voor vandaag. <laughs> ja, ik kom net met Stan uitwandelen. See these, these little windows here. These, these are the brothels in the red light district in Amsterdam, which used to be quite large, but now it's basically one street. And I think they moved it recently, somebody told me. But the girls, like, dance around in these windows. And the Johns go up and they it's like window shopping. So they dance around in you know, skimpy underwear and stuff in the window and the guy goes in there and when the court curtains are drawn, you know, somebody's, you know, getting serviced. The cinema, known simply as 5D Porn, is located in the Valen and will be showing movies made in collaboration with Kim Holland, a big name in the Dutch porn industry. Natalie adds that the films are quite expensive to make so they will only be producing a few at a time before holding screenings. A total of 18 people can attend a screening at the cinema and one film can will be shown during the experience with six screenings of that film played per hour. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm almost tempted to, to click on this little link here, this clickbait headline. Being sex worker makes me a better mum. Maybe we'll save that for tomorrow. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll compare that to, you know, how being a sex worker at a brothel improved my marriage. We'll then, we'll then go to the next step. Being a sex worker makes me a better mum. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's. I've got one more story here for you. If this is all far too much, if this is all far too much, these adults are getting swaddled like babies to reduce stress. This is what the kids in Japan are doing right now to reduce stress. They're not smoking weed. They're not squeezing stress balls. 
they are mimicking the effect they are mimicking the environment of what it's like in a womb japan is a very strange place ladies and gentlemen This is a re- this is apparently a relaxation therapy, being being tied up in a fucking bedsheet. missing a pacifier (laughs) these people need jesus not a baby cocoon (laughs) fantastic stuff yeah yeah it's a strange world the strange world we're living in maybe they need this kind of shit in japan i'm not sure i mean from the country from the country that you can buy you know used panties in vending machines on the streets that's one form of relaxation in Japan, I suspect. Getting tied up in a bedsheet and rolling around on the floor like an infant, Im- imitating the environment of the womb. Well, that's a whole nother world entirely. That's a whole nother level. It's a whole nother level entirely. I had one more. I had one more story here, but I don't know. It's a bit of a downer. I don't think I want to do it now. It's about, you know, cultural practices in other parts of the world. Apparently, women are ironing the breasts of their 13-year-old kids as to stunt the growth of their breasts so men won't be attracted to them. It's a bit of a Debbie Downer. I might save that for one of the late-night shows. You know, it's, it's actually really depressing thinking about that. Why a parent would do that to their child, I've got no idea. You know what I need? You know what I need to feel better? Ah, that's better. That's better. That's better. I feel better already. I feel better already. Thank God. Well. That's all I've got for you today. You're right. It was a slow news day. I'm saving up some good stuff for tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be back around the same time. Thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, stick around if you're not following James. James R at Real Person P L T C S. He probably goes live in the next half an hour or so. So he'll rock and roll. Thanks everyone for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to wrap me up in a bed shape, touch me inappropriately, iron my breasts, or teach me how to beat my wife, then you can do so by following me on Twitter, at Boogie Bumper. Until next time, guys, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.
remember, brothers, you just want to beat her lightly. It's okay, my wife works at a brothel, same as I do, so we're fine. We're good. Actually brought us closer together. Joe Biden came in once. I was okay with beating her. She was okay with being wrapped up in a bedsheet, but she really didn't like Joe Biden sniffing her hair, she told me later. I said, give him the ball stretcher. That'll sort him out. All right. See you tomorrow, guys. Bye-bye.